Yes. Welcome back to Mostly Rhetorical. I'm your host, French Kiss. I just got this. <laughs> this person just sent me something. I am just doing something for them. And they sent me back that they liked it. And it was great. I'm glad to hear it. And then they said French Kiss and like the stars. And I think they meant Chef's Kiss. <laughs> so a whole different meaning, but I understand what you're trying to say. And I appreciate it. How's everyone doing? I'm doing good today, man. I'm feeling up. My hair looks fucking 6 out of 10. Didn't go the way I wanted it to. (laughs) I'm trying to do this like sort of side part action because I'm trying to grow my hair. And I think I've probably talked about this in the last podcast. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. I can't remember. It was so long ago, you know, last week. And I want to grow my hair out long because my pal Dan is now a veteran of growing his hair out. He's grown it for two years and it's just, just so much. He looks fantastic. I've never seen anyone look better my entire life and uh so i'm trying to figure out ways i can put it because that mid-length is gonna fuck me up dude everyone looks like a big dumb idiot when they have the mid-length my mom is a proud sponsor of hating the mid-length she's always saying that she's gonna grow her hair out because she had longer hair a little bit ago and she cut it short and every time it gets to that mid-length see you later it's gone I'm really worried about the mid-length. I'm trying to like do this part action, but it's not in the, it's not like a middle part, but it's like a side part. As I said, six out of 10. Some days it's eight out of 10. And I'm the only one judging. So it's, it's a hard eight out of 10. I just thought about this this morning. And you know how they say when you're in like a fight, you're doing like gauntlet style. Have you ever heard of that? Or it's like, there's some style of like glove and it's like gauntlet style gloves. Gauntlet style sounds like a type of egg. It's like how you want your egg at a restaurant. It's like hard-boiled, over-easy, fucking gauntlet style, dude. <laughs> and it's just smashed. Like, it's not even cooked or anything. The, the cook just punches it a few times. Like, sets it on two or even low. Like, you know the setting that, like, heats your plate? When someone's not eating it, it's just heating your plate. Just puts it on low and just punches it gauntlet style. And that's real. Realistically, I'm not gonna want my eggs any other way. At least not today. So I watched this Netflix special, and this is highly. I can't praise it enough. I I walked into it. It's this special comedy special from this dude named James. Fuck, I already forget his last name. A A Caster, a Caster, James A Caster, and he's this British English comedian. And so there's four hour long specials i guess and it's the same crowd i guess the same night that he's doing it i believe and each one is like a different part each one is a different story he's got a green background for the first one then it goes to like uh i don't know blue or green or red it kind of just goes in between and each one's an hour and it's so good man you have to feel out the first one because it, it seems like it's like an unprofessional like not unprofessional but like like a lower down lower tier filmed thing but the more you watch it it's so amazing and he starts off i'm not going to spoil anything but it all lines up together each individual special lines up and loops back around to the very beginning perfectly like he starts the special there's this like (laughs) just some song playing and he walks in and he kneels down and he points like at the ceiling and the song stops and like that's that's how it starts and then he starts going and it's super funny when he does it and the entire special goes, all four episodes go by, and he leaves the he leaves the stage when the last one is done, 
from the other end that he entered from the first episode and walks and like this guy's filming him the whole time and he walks all the way around the entire venue like the backside of the venue and enters in the way he came in on the first special and kneels down and points and it ends and the song starts up again and then the credits go it's fucking amazing dude I had to I rewatched the first one again just because it was so amazing and I'm assuming that was the point like there's a lot to take in and a lot of it is about just like mundane silly things but it's fucking amazing man I can't get over it I thought about it all last night <laughs> I thought about it forever I also have been texting this person and I don't really understand sending a picture of yourself immediately like you're just just texting you know how are you how is your day have you seen this comedy special it's blowing my mind you don't care I gotta go and they sent me a picture of themselves so I'm like oh, I'm good just tired and hanging out picture of themselves I'm all for it you know I'm all for anything this hasn't happened to me before though just like a just a regular fucking picture of themselves just sitting there like if i was talking to someone and they're like how are you and i just was like yeah i'm good i'm just chilling took a picture of myself and sent it to them that's the last thing i would ever do and everyone's different you know i'm all for the picture i'm just weirded out by it i texted dan about it and he said why and i agree <laughs> this really isn't going anywhere I'm just trying to vent my situ. This is the biggest problem in my life right now. <laughs> Things are going great on my end. So, so good. Um, I started smoking again. <laughs> started after four minutes after I said I wasn't going to smoke after the last podcast. So, you know, hurdles are being hurdled. Not cleared. Just they're I'm attempting hurdles right now. But things are good. Things are very, very nice on my end. Um, and I hope things are nice on your end, too. It's getting cold. I've been running in the morning and being... My lungs are like, I don't understand this because it's cold now. Um, so... <laughs> I, uh, I saw this. I don't know. I don't know why. Tell me why. I also saw this. Uh, this is like a huge just fucking random thing today, I guess. I saw this Backstreet Boys kind of like breakdown of that song called that way i want it that way that way i don't know either way so max martin wrote that song and he basically wrote every song ever that was popular in the 2000s and 90s and forever he's an amazing songwriter so he wrote that song and i never knew this i fucking had millennium backstreet boys millennium are you fucking kidding me dude i had that shit going every day my mom bought that for me and i'm assuming she was into it too because it was just that was that was the peak dude we peaked in 2000 with that silver ass <laughs> album cover. So the song apparently makes zero sense. It like contradicts itself and then barely makes any sense towards anything with ending everything and I want it that way. There's like, anyway, you probably understand if you listen to the song or you're just like, yeah, fuck, that makes sense. <laughs> but apparently it's because Max Martin was getting used to, was learning the English language and he wasn't, you know, fluent. So he was just writing. He was just fucking amazing at writing songs. That's how good he is. It didn't even matter. It didn't even matter that he knew English. The song that he wrote was the best song of all time and it made zero sense. That's the best thing ever. So good. I'm so proud of everyone involved. Except for that guy that took all the Backstreet Boys money. I forget his name. I want to say Ray Wink Wrangler. <laughs> I'm your host, Wink Wrangler. That's what I should have said. I already forgot what I said as the intro song. But 
This is a good this is a good segue. I swear to God. I'm at an all-time high right now. It's because of coffee. It's 70% because of coffee, 30%, no, 25% because I had a good sleep, 5% that um, I don't really know. I was going to, I had a really good thing to say, but they came out with this new energy drink called Rain, and I've been getting fucking slammed with ads for it, and I haven't looked into it, and I, I'm pretty sure it's like, you know, a, a good alternative to the other energy drinks. I'm, pr- I'm Almost positive that's like the the marketing behind it. But I've been getting slammed with ads. I don't drink energy drinks. I haven't had an energy drink in like 10 years because my anxiety's already through the fucking roof with all the coffee I drink. (laughs) But maybe that should be my alternative. Anyway, the ads are like some guy like breaking a stone or like lifting a car or, you know, things you can do with energy drinks. One energy drink, you're breaking a stone. Gauntlet style. (laughs) So I finally saw it at a store and... Didn't buy it. I'm not spending like four bucks on an energy drink. Um, I have no stones to break or cars to lift, at least today. Also, if you're going to try to lift a car, you're doing it wrong. They move themselves. They're already going. You don't need to lift it. Put down the rain energy drink. And I was thinking the last thing... Also, I haven't heard of an energy drink that was going to... I don't know. I haven't heard of an energy drink coming out that's new in a long time. It's like monster. I'm sure they come out all the time. But the last thing we need right now is to be more alert. This is the most alert anyone's ever been in their entire life, and they don't even want to be alert. That's what that's the reasoning of taking energy drinks. Taking them as, you know, like injecting it into your veins, snorting an energy drink. You want to be more alert. Everyone's too alert already. Don't come out with an energy drink right now. Come with come out with like a sedative drink. I guess weed's legal, so. <laughs> We don't really need any of that right now. But I thought it'd be really funny. I was telling telling my boy Mackie that I'd like to see a, or like to make a, I also want to start making commercials, faux commercials, parody commercials, side note. If there was an energy drink commercial where there's a guy making lunch and you don't see the guy, he's like blurry in the background, he's just doing his thing, but it's just like a sick fucking close up of the energy drink, regardless of what it is, Joe's energy drink. 90% fuel, uh, 10% um, sarcastic comments, really good for you. And the guy's making lunch in the background, zoomed in on this thing. It's like sweating with condensation because, you know, fridges. And he starts having a full-on panic attack. Like, he just starts fucking... <laughs> he's got these heart palpitations going on, and he's fucking hyperventilating. <laughs> and then finally, he's leaves the kitchen, and it just says... Rain energy drink. Don't overthink it. And that's how it ends. And I can't think of a better commercial to describe the feelings that you get. Especially because 8 million people have anxiety now. Probably more. I'm, I'm, I'm really under undershooting. I'm shooting from the hip right now with that number. But I'm really underestimating how many people have anxiety. Especially right now. I was... We have this... Oh my god. It's so fucking loud, dude. We have this little tunnel beside our building that goes onto the gardener, which is like the main, the DVP, I literally can't remember. Maybe they're the same thing. I'll never be able to make sense of which is which. Even a mildly loud car just sounds like it's shaking our entire bathroom down. And at first it scared the shit out of me when we moved in here. I thought the car was in the building. I just figured someone had taken a rain energy drink and, you know, brought the car up here, gauntlet style. I fucking hate loud motorcycles this is just a side note but this is the most thing i hate of all time i guess every motorcycle is loud but when a motorcycle just 
casually starts off at a light, can't stand it. <laughs> Maybe if I was on it, bumping I want it that way, I wouldn't mind it, but I can't help but feel bad for the cars that rev really quickly off rip from like a red light and then have to stop like really fast, you know, because they really put that effort in to make, they put all that time, all that money in to make their car go vroom, vroom, louder than the other vrooms. And they go fucking pin it right off. And especially here in Toronto, where every turn is traffic, I just feel bad. You put all that time and money in and you're just going. And then you have to immediately have to stop. I feel for them. I feel for them mainly because I don't have a car. Maybe I'm just jealous. I think I'm exuding jealousy right now, and I should probably get off this topic. But speaking of cars, I've only watched a few episodes of comedians getting comedians inside of coffee. What's it called? Comedians in cars getting coffee with Jer. Jer sign. And I understand people's perspective where they're like, yeah, he's he seems like a dick, but he has fuck you money, you know? He has the money where he could pay you to stop saying you're a dick he could just pay you off and you'd be like you know what great guy <laughs> and then you go buy a full apartment you buy it outright he's he's got that money the main thing that i was noticing is i was watching i think he's always in new york if he's from new york anyway he picked up lorn lorn michaels the producer of saturday night live i was barely even watching their conversation because you can see out the back of the window and watching the traffic is <laughs> is even, it's more of a show than the show already. Watching New York traffic as a viewer, <laughs> if there was just a TV show just called New York traffic and people swerving in and out, it's more of a panic attack than Rain Energy Drink would give you. It's so entertaining to watch people behind him and then the people <laughs> filming him are obviously like driving behind him or beside him, but people are just weaving in and out of traffic and it's just so fucking <laughs> jarring. And Jerry's in this nice-ass car speaking to... I watched one with Tracy Morgan, and that was the only episode where I was like, Jerry, yeah, maybe Jerry's kind of an asshole. <laughs> he seems like kind of a dick. He's worth almost a billion dollars. And I almost want to say that's just exclusively Seinfeld money. And then he did one with uh, Larry David, who was the other producer on Seinfeld. And that's where he was, like, in his element. Every comedian that comes on, like he was on with uh, John Mulaney and Hassan Minaj, and he seems like he's just trying too hard. Like he seems like he's doing a show. And then he went on with Larry David, who he's known for like 30 years. And that's where you can see him be like, oh, this guy's in his bag right now. He's got the literal bag of money of a billion dollars. But I think those shows are I think those shows are the best ones. The shows where you're watching people do shit you already do. Those are the best shows. Maybe you because maybe you can relate the most. Like, watching some guy, I mean, it's not that relatable because of all the fuck you money, but watching Jerry putter around in those sick cars and just talk to people is the best. Watching people do regular stuff is the best, and I can't get enough of it until I stopped at that Tracy Morgan episode where he was kind of a dank. Kind of a dank. Well, it's been amazing talking today to no one. Just kidding, to you. I'm glad you're listening. Your hair looks great today. I hope you're really feeling yourself. I'm feeling myself today. I'm going to go write a song and hope it doesn't suck. And uh, I'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening. It's mostly retarded.